Today's a really great feast in which we honor the parents of the Blessed Virgin Mary, the grandparents of Jesus, St. Anne and St. Joachim. One of the first things that's really interesting when you read the Gospels, especially when you read Matthew's Gospel and Luke's Gospel, that they both give genealogies of Jesus. And Matthew's Gospel gives a genealogy of Jesus that begins with Abraham, goes through David, and then goes through Joseph, and then to Jesus. It's what's called a patriarchal lineage. Then Luke's Gospel actually begins with Jesus and traces Jesus's lineage, patriarchal, through David and then through Abraham and goes all the way back to Adam. What's really interesting is that these are patriarchal lineages. That is, it's given through the father. And we could also have a matriarchal lineage, but what's interesting is that Joseph was the foster father of Jesus, whereas Mary was the real mother of Jesus. So Mary gave Jesus his human side. And yet what we have in the Gospels is this patriarchal lineage. And yet in the church, we honor the matriarchal lineage of Mary. Think of that. So any of you who are feminists out there. So we, go, we actually go matriarchal lineage in the church. We honor the grandparents of Mary. And we say, I mean, the parents of Mary, the grandparents of Jesus. But what about Joseph's parents? Now, so we don't have a feast day for Joseph's parents or a memorial for Joseph's parents. It's really interesting how the church, it's kind of, you know, it, it doesn't go with the, with the normal, you know, Jewish patriarchal lineage. That's a matriarchal lineage that we honor the parents of Mary. I think why we do that is because Jesus gets his human nature from the Blessed Mother. Rather, his divine nature is, is there from all eternity. See that? So maybe that, that's why there's a great mystery in, in honoring Jesus's matriarchal lineage rather than maybe having a memorial in honor of his patriarchal lineage. So where we get the information for CNN and St. Joachim is actually in an apocryphal work called the Proto-Evangelium of James. So this isn't gospel. This is apocryphal. So apocryphal works can have truths and can have falsehoods in them at the same time. That's why we don't call it gospel. As, as, as one saint of the church said, that the Proto-Evangelium of James has a lot of nuggets of gold and mud. Very interesting. And that's where we get some of the information. So we don't know, is it all true? Is it not all true? Well, the, the story goes is that St. Joachim and St. Anne were childless for years. And, and actually childlessness in Jewish culture was actually seen as a form of disgrace. Like you did something against God and that's why you were childless. But actually if you see in the Old Testament, there are so many couples that were childless and then they prayed and God gave them a child and the child wound up being a prophet or, or a great leader like Samson 
his mother was childless and she was praying and God gave, you know, God gave her Samson or Samuel, his, his mother, she was childless, she was praying. And then God gave, uh, you know, this great child who becomes a great prophet later. So you have that all throughout the Old Testament in which these childless couples are childless, but then they pray and then they're given a child that, that has great worth and dignity in the history of Israel. So even though people in Judaism looked down upon childlessness, but God had other plans with childlessness. Even though he would put these couples through a lot of suffering, maybe even disgrace, but then he would bless them. And so that's the same that happened with CNN and St. Joachim. They were childless for years and they prayed and they prayed and they prayed. And maybe God took them through the suffering because of the child that he was going to bestow upon them, the Blessed Virgin Mary. And what a, what a grace it was for St. Joachim and CNN, not only not to be childless, but to know that their child would be the mother of the Messiah. And I'm sure any couple throughout Israel would, would want to be in the lineage and the family of the Messiah, of the future Messiah. And so that was CNN and St. Joachim. And we get some of that information from the Proto-Evangelium of James, where St. Gabriel appeared to CNN, just like St. Gabriel appeared to Mary, and told CNN that she would be bearing the mother of the Messiah. What I always wonder, I always like to have these speculative questions, which I would never have answered in this lifetime, but in the next lifetime. And I always hope it's around a campfire and I get to ask all these questions of God the Father and they, they reveal it to us. Did Jesus know his grandparents? Did Jesus have, have any association with CNN, St. Joachim, or Joseph's parents? his grandparents on his patriarchal side. Did Jesus know his grandparents? We don't know that. Did he ever associate with them? We, we know that Joseph and Mary, when they went to Bethlehem, went alone. Their parents were not with them. We know that shortly after Jesus' birth, that they were exiled. They were immigrants in Egypt for quite a few years. And that it was only after a number of time, we don't know the time, that the Holy Family went back to Nazareth. Was Jesus' grandparents still alive? Did he know them? Did St. Anne and St. Joachim, did they have the privilege of seeing the Messiah? Or did they just see the mother of the Messiah? Did they have that privilege of seeing Jesus? We don't know. So I wonder if, if Jesus if he never saw his grandparents in his life, and maybe he was longing for that, as any child would long to see their grandparents, and who, who are my grandparents? Did he ever see them? We don't know, maybe he did, maybe he didn't. We know that in the resurrection, when Jesus descended down into the underworld to, to free the just, we know that's when he saw his grandparents. <laughs> And that's when he, he freed them and took, you know, took all the just into heaven through his ascension. So we know that. So grandparents are very important. 
grandparents bestow a wisdom that the world cannot bestow. We think that Google has wisdom. Google has knowledge. But Google does not have wisdom. See that? Wisdom has to be lived by experience. I'm sure many elderly people or grandparents would say, I, I would like to put my mind but back in my teenage body. Because it says teenagers, uh, we make a lot of mistakes when we're younger, when we're teenagers. We, we do lots of stupid things. We do. And don't you wish that you had the wisdom, not knowledge, wisdom that you have now, I'm talking to grandparents and elders, and go back to your teenage years with that wisdom and not make the same stupid mistakes that you did? Of course. And that's why the younger generation needs the older generation. Not for knowledge, but for wisdom. Wisdom is different. Wisdom is different. You can't get that from the internet. You can't get wisdom from the internet. But you can get it from an elder. You can get it from a grandparent. They can bestow wisdom to the younger generation. And we need that. Because that's what's missing, at least in Western culture, that's what's missing in our culture, is that wisdom. Know that there's a, an association of grandparents that was actually started in Ireland. And it's a wonderful uh, association. I'm glad that Pope Francis, yesterday he, he had declared that July 25th or the Sunday, I think before St. Anne and St. Joachim, would be declared as Grandparents Day. And I thought, that's wonderful. We need to honor grandparents like the Grandparents Association. We need to honor grandparents. Young people need that wisdom, their, the faith of the grandparents to be passed down to the next generation or even the younger generation. We need that. Grandparents are honored in many cultures. I know in Asian cultures, the elders are, are honored. I know in Native American culture, elders are, are honored, are respected. At the beautiful shrine of St. Anne de Beaupre in Quebec, Canada, they actually have, be, before the feast of St. Anne and St. Joachim, they actually have Native Americans that will camp out and do like a, a, a powwow to honor the, the elders, to honor the grandparents of Jesus. There's many cultures that will honor the elders, grandparents. I know many African cultures, African tribes, they'll honor grandparents, they're respected in their culture. So we, we need to honor the elders, the grandparents, those who have gone before us. We need to honor them both in this life, help them in their old age, and especially dealing with illness. Not, not just physical illness, but there could be loneliness. People get older when they're in nursing homes. It can be very lonely in nursing homes, especially if children or grandchildren do not visit them. You want to liven up a nursing home? Bring all the children in there. You'll liven it up. You want to liven up a nursing home? Bring, bring children in there, but only for a few hours. 
because it'll probably drive them crazy. <laughs> and then they can depart. But there's a connection that you see a lot of times with children and grandparents, that they have a connection. Children want to learn from their elders. Elders want to bestow that wisdom upon children. And it's beautiful to see that, that connection of the extended family in our society. We need that. We need to hold on to that. That's important in all societies, all cultures. And then when our grandparents or our great grandparents, when they leave this life, then we should, we should honor them. We should have masses celebrated for them. We should pray for them. We should remember their anniversary dates, have masses said for them, you know, by either by your parish priest or send them here. Well, we, we have tons of masses. Send them here so that we can honor those who have gone before you to always remember, to always stay connected, what's called in the communion of saints, that we stay connected, that we pray for those who have gone before us, that we remember them. Remembrance is very important. That's why in the Old Testament, God always wanted the Israelites to remember the things of God, remember the good things of God, remember the things that the Lord has done for you. And that's why they always did it with ritual, with symbols. The Passover was a symbol. Remember, remember, ask the four questions. Remember that you were slaves in Egypt. Remember what God has done for you. Remember, remember what Moses passed on to you. Remember the law. See that? It's important that we're connected with a history. Each one of us has a history. Each one of us has a background, an ethnic background, a cultural background. It's important to remember that. It's important to connect with that. You may have good in your genealogy. You may have bad in your genealogy. What's interesting about Jesus' genealogy, there's both good and bad. You might think that Jesus' genealogy is all good. Nope, there's bad also in his genealogy. That's why he came as Savior, to redeem. To redeem, to take, it all, take on fallen sinful humanity, redeem it. So it's important that we connect, that we connect with our elders, that we pray for them, we remember them. I know in, in the Asian cultures that they have what, what's called ancestral worship. I'm not saying worship your ancestors, but... but there is like a, a foreshadowing of what we do in the Christian faith of praying for the deceased, of offering prayers for them, especially if they're in purgatory that they get to heaven, and to have pictures, photos of them, to remember them, and to have maybe like a little candle burning or something, something to remember, a memory. That's why we keep photos. That's why we keep memoirs, diaries. It's something to remember those who have gone before us. Now we have videos. Now you could actually remember by a video and see a video of those who have gone before us. Honor the elders in our society. Respect them. Because there's a wealth of wisdom that the older generation can give us. Not just knowledge, but there's a wealth of wisdom, a spirituality, that they can give us. And this is why we honor the grandparents of Jesus today, St. Anne and St. Joachim, asking them to intercede for us 
and to help us to stay connected with our extended families. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you. Please follow or subscribe to this podcast to receive the latest episodes and updates. If you have been blessed by this podcast, I invite you to leave a review. Reviews greatly improve our podcast ranking and will help spread this podcast to other people throughout the world. Are you enjoying this podcast? I invite you to listen to more shows brought to you by the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Join us daily for enriching spiritual content, which will help you on your journey with Jesus Christ. Simply visit DivineMercyPlus.org for a complete list of our shows. That's DivineMercyPlus.org. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you.